la 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 screen peeking bop 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 Hey everybody, welcome to Screen Peeking, a weekly podcast where Ziggy and I get together to talk about video games and everything video game related. Today, our main topic is on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network, whether they should be free. And we are also joined by Pinging Vito, aka my brother Jesse. Welcome Jesse. Once again. Hello. He returns. Yes, I have he returned. returns. <laughs> Thank you for gracing us with your presence. Anytime. And, uh, yeah, just a quick right off the top before I forget, uh, this is episode 22, and if you like this video and you like the episode, uh, please leave a like, subscribe to the channel for more, and if you don't like it, if you leave a down vote, please leave a comment. Let us know what we can improve on. If you don't like the video, I would love to hear why, and uh, yeah, don't hold back. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's just start right away, as usual, with uh, what we've been playing for the last week, what we've been up to. Uh, Ziggy, why don't you go first? Alright, um, so I'm playing a few things. Number one, I want to say I finished Hitman 3, which I was about halfway through last episode. Yay! Um, <laughs> yay! Um, and I, I think it's really good. The last level was kind of weird. I don't want to spoil what it is, but it didn't hit super hard for me, because it, it wasn't really like a traditional Hitman level. Um, but it, it was okay. I think... Other than that, I think the whole game was really, really strong. And now I started to go back, like, replaying some of the missions that I really liked. Because I think what this iteration does better than previous ones is the moment I finish a level, I'm thinking about how I'd replay it. Like, or even, like, in the level. Like, as I'm playing, I see something and go, oh, shit. Like, that'll be super fun for next time. Like, nice. I remember in, like, the first mission I was playing and I saw these, like, speakers that you could push off of a balcony. And I'm like... You know, like, I saw that running through my head, like, oh, I wonder if I could get someone to, like, walk underneath here and then, like, push it off at just the right moment so it hits him and stuff like that. Like, just keeping your head running. So this is definitely, like, the most replayed Hitman game I've played for sure, where I've been going back, trying to do new stuff, see just how weird I can get with it, and I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, I got back into Sea of Thieves, which is why Sea of Thieves is my background oh. today, and I've been having an absolute blast with that. The game's so much fun. Um, I really liked that game at launch and then just fell off of it like a lot of people did because there wasn't necessarily a ton to do or really like progress. Um, but after taking probably like a year off, it is a way stronger game now than it ever was before. Like there is so much to do. There's so many new mission types and more than just stuff to do. I think more importantly, there's stuff to progress more than just like oh, raising okay. your reputation with the different like merchants or whatever um there's because because now there's like a battle pass too i believe and i actually really like how it's set up because it's mostly free there's like a few mm -hmm. items i think there's 10 items on the whole battle pass that you need the like premium pass for but for the most part it's just a way to get cool shit while playing and right. like doing special quests and stuff like that so it's just more stuff to do, more stuff to make you feel like you're improving and progressing, and I think that's really fun. Um, and then also I've been playing this game Crawl, which came out Love that I think game. a few years ago. Yeah, but it just came on to Xbox. Um, and I, I hadn't heard of it before. I just discovered this game. Um, and it makes me really wish I didn't discover this game right in the middle of a pandemic because, like, fuck, I want to play this game with friends. I, I'll play with I played, you. It doesn't have online. I have no idea. But wait, Steam, do, you I, have a, do you have a... You said it's on Xbox. If you get on Steam, mm -hmm. we can artificially do local co-op. So. Oh, yeah, remote true, play or true. something. Yeah. 
there's like a yeah. different way. But anyways, we can figure that out later. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, that game is so sort of the thing. I was watching it and then like I was like, oh, that's a interesting like cover image. So I clicked on it because it was like the first new game on Xbox, like the newest mm. game on the list. Um, and so I and then watched the trailer, just like immediately hooked. Like that sounds like a fucking awesome premise. And I downloaded <laughs> it, played it. I just played like one match with CPUs and. I was like, God, this is so cool. Like, I almost don't want to play anymore. Like, I want to wait to really, really invest myself in this game when I'm actually playing with people because it seems like an absolute blast. Um, but, yeah, that's super fun. And then, finally, I've been playing Enter the Gungeon, which has <laughs> kind of eaten up a lot of my free time <laughs> in the past week, but we'll talk about that later. Nice. Uh, Jesse, why don't you go into what you've been playing this week? Uh, sure. I've been playing Division 2. Uh, definitely spiked my interest to jump back into that game once they announced the Resident Evil little event that's starting Feb- February 2nd. Just with some like Resident Evil outfits and stuff and Division mm-hmm. 2, which I loved that game back when it came out. Me and Nick played it so much. We played the... pretty much beat it. We didn't complete it. We're not a completionist really, but definitely played as much as we wanted and got everything like done that we wanted. So... It's been fun, though, hopping back in. There's been a few new things since we've been away for, like, a year. And, uh, yeah, so playing some Division's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good time. I'll, I'll just go right into, yeah, I've been playing the Division 2 with you, of course. And the, <laughs> the thing we've been doing, though, right, is the skyscraper, the yeah. 100 floors. It's almost like uh, if you wanted to do a horde mode or if you wanted to do, it's not quite horde, but, you know, if you wanted to have waves of enemies and you want to have a boss every 10th floor that's the kind of mode to play it's so much fun we're just like changing our kit as we go and and it's random enemies so like one time we had a floor where a bunch of drones that were that was all the enemies were and if i had pulse equipped it probably would have been simple as heck to just emp blast all of those and had no problem with it but instead they wiped us out because we're playing on challenging and it just happened to just destroy us and so then we reloaded and then it ended up being like the pyro kind of enemies uh, so it was. It kind of like changes up every time you replay, and then yeah. yeah, have a boss every tenth floor, and yeah, we've just been having a good time. It's not too hard, but it's hard enough that you're paying attention, and we're just kind of calling out where guys are and just catching up. And it's been yeah, a lot of fun doing that. Mm-hmm. Sounds um, like an awesome mode. I did not know that that was a thing. Yeah, we didn't either. That's super cool. <laughs> we were crossing our fingers. We're like, let's just get on Division Two. We haven't played a game together in forever. So, hey, Zick, if you ever wanna, if you wanna join, join start downloading <laughs> it right now. <laughs> um, I think I own that game on PC. Yeah, but that sounds awesome. So it's kind of yeah. like, I guess, like Bloody Palace from DMC, where yeah, like the the like ton of floors going through different enemies and stuff. That sounds super cool. Yeah, so it's supposed to get like yeah more challenging as you go. I don't know if it has been though. Has it, Jess? Like it's kind of seemed like just right you're now, doing the same thing. You're just doing the hundred floors of the same thing, but randomized enemies and and it specific side objectives like hold a point then hold the other point while enemies are coming and then clear all the enemies and then you get to the next floor yeah because you can set your difficulty so i'm not really sure how they manage it to be harder over time but i'm sure there will it it Mm -hmm. probably increases in difficulty like after certain milestones it's not like every wave gets significantly harder it's probably a big spike at some point what are we at like 50 40 uh, i think but yeah oh yeah maybe they start increasing more of those tougher enemies more robot dogs and stuff yeah like, that. like yeah but yeah it hasn't been too hard so far but the fact that you can go up and it saves i think your progress every four floors yeah so 
we're also really good. Back. Like that is also yeah. We part are of pretty darn good. Yeah, we're, we're we communicate <laughs> so well and we execute things so well. I think that's part of it. But yeah, it could get harder. That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, the other game I've been playing, I've been playing some of The Last of Us Part Two again. Um, I have played through the whole game once on a friend's account when he let me borrow his PS4 before I had the PS5, right? And so now I'm playing through on my own account, getting the trophies and stuff and just having a good time going through slower. Playing on grounded difficulty, though, or the grounded mode, and that is insane. Like, it definitely, I like a good challenge. And everyone who knows me knows I like to play more challenging games. I like to push myself and I don't like to quit. But that game has not made me quit yet, but it's made me almost quit a few times. It, it's uh, <laughs> it's hard, and the amount of healing I don't have at the beginning, and the fact that I get low on health, then I can't heal, so then any one shot is a headshot and I'm dead. And so you make one mistake, you're dead. And you have to be close enough for them to detect you, even if you're facing their back, you go up to grab the guy, and as soon as you're close enough to press grab, you have to press triangle like instantly, right when they grab you basically because if you don't then they're going to detect you and then they call all their friends and doesn't matter if you're punching the heck out of the guy you get shot in the back of the head and you're done and then you start back at your checkpoint <laughs> and you don't have the listening mode so you can't hear where people are through walls or anything and you have like no hud all you have um is like if you press left or right or up or down on the d-pad to see if you have a health kit or a grenade or you're swapping weapons it'll show up for a second and go away but you don't see how much ammo you have in your gun so you have to like kind of keep track of that while you're playing and you have to keep track of how much durability your melee weapons have as you're using them and things nice. like that it's just it's really difficult but it's fun so i keep making a little bit of progress but things that take maybe 10 minutes when you're playing a game normally now i think i did a, i did a stream a couple of days ago and it took me about 47 minutes to get through something that would take me maybe 10 or 15 minutes to just run through and collect everything and this was something i didn't run through and collect everything this was something i was just trying to get through and it took me 47 minutes so man yeah that's a good it's difficulty a, yeah so it's definitely one of those challenges that i'm like this is going to be on the side and whenever i'm bored i'll just i think i could take it on this time we could jump on and give it a few tries fail or get through it and then turn it off so that's been good um, been playing some Into the Gungeon, as we'll talk about later, and finished Inside, my second playthrough of that game, and then I awesome. ended up um, finishing it and missing three of the secret capsules, I'll call them. I don't know what they're called, but the little like secrets that you're supposed to mm -hmm. find. I missed three of them. So then I went back, found the three, and then I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do, so I looked it up, and then I did that, and then I... I basically finished that, and, uh, and that'll be a video, I think, going on onto my channel. you get channel. the secret ending? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I got all those things. I had to look it up, though, to figure out the... Yeah, there's, like, a lever totally you have to put cryptic. up, left, and right, and apparently there's a spot somewhere in one of the levels where it has a tune or, like, certain, like, musical notes that you hear in a rhythm, in a certain pattern, and you're supposed to remember, and there's, like, I don't know, there's, like, more than ten of them in a row you're supposed to remember. It's, like, up, up, left, left, right, left, or whatever, and you're, like, how am I oh, supposed wow. to remember that? I so I don't I don't mind, but it was cool to do the secret ending and find that out. Um, and then I played some medium yesterday, but uh, that's our game club game. I don't mind spoiling that. That's our game club game for this yeah. coming week. And uh, yeah, I'll say more next week after I get more time with it. I only played for an hour, so awesome. Yeah. So moving on from there, um, let's get right into into the gungeon, Ziggy. Yeah. Since I've been talking for the last bunch of time. 
Why don't you get into your impressions of Into the Gungeon? All right. I fucking love this game. Two thumbs up for me. <laughs> it's like, I feel like I played Enter... I've, 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 like, dabbled in Enter the Gungeon a couple times before, like, at a friend's house or whatever, and it never clicked for me. There's something about the shooting that just didn't feel quite right to me before, because there's... It's, it's kind of weird and, like, loose, and there's, like, the bullets move fairly slowly to be honest um which didn't really like click with mm -hmm. me before but for whatever reason playing it this time maybe it's just because i'm actually committed and like did the tutorial and stuff um mm -hmm. but i had such a blast with it where immediately i just like the art and everything is so charming um and then going through and then slowly you know getting further just that like i i love roguelikes and it gives me all those little bits that i love um i really like I prefer roguelikes that don't give you permanent upgrades, where mm. it is purely just your own skill that gets you further. And this is like that. But you do sort of upgrade, or you unlock more things you can do in the Gungeon, which mm -hmm. I think is a cool sort of type of consistent progression, where you meet new people, and they give you new, like, shops, or one of them unlocks the elevators you can like, take shortcuts to lower floors so you don't have to grind through the first, like, one or two every single time because those start to get kind of boring. Um, and it's and it's just super fun. And, like, there's so many different weapons and strategies and stuff that every single playthrough does feel, like, legitimately different experience, which kind of gets to my one criticism of the game, which is that, like, every, every roguelike is luck-based to some degree because it's all procedural, but... This one feels especially luck-based, where there, there there are times where I start a run and die on the first boss, which I almost never do, just because I got so completely destroyed by RNG. Like, I had one <laughs> where I didn't get a single gun in that entire first floor, and there was, like, two of the big guys with the swords in the first room, and then just, like, kept on throwing me all these, like, weirdly difficult enemies. And so I, I was at, like a heart and a half when I went to the boss with like barely anything and then died. It's like, well, that's stupid. Like that didn't really feel earned per se, but I felt like those were pretty rare. And on the flip side, having runs where everything like the start is just a line and you go just super hard and have this crazy build going like those are so, so, so fun. Um, so yeah, I, re I really, really like the diversity in strategies and weapons and items and stuff and slowly figuring out what stuff does because a lot of them are kind of joke guns or, like, not really <laughs> meant to be great, but still very usable. Just, like, really, really weird. Um, like the revolver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, it's yeah, like the weird, like, transitioning gun that goes between, like, a shotgun and, like, a revolver or, like, one that just shoots this really slow-moving air that I actually found to be super OP <laughs> or... Like, there's a lot of weird references. To <laughs> I could do that with games. my like, butt. A... <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty OP. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's a ton of references to other indie games, which I like, too. There's, like, a Super Meat Boy gun where you shoot, like, these bouncing spike balls and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I just thought it was super just charming and fun, an absolute blast to play. Um, I feel like there's one more thing I was going to say about it, but I can't remember, so I'll put it over to you. Okay. Uh, I actually totally agree with a lot of what you said. I even have a note uh, written down for uh, to do with um, the fact that the game doesn't uh, that it relies on your skill a lot more than just permanent upgrades, like you were saying. Um, I I really liked that. Although I do like 
you know, roguelike games that do give you permanent upgrades so that you can kind of keep playing through. You feel like you're making progress, and even if you don't win, you feel like you made some kind of progress on your character. <laughs> I do like that in some, but on the alternate side, if you just picked up this game and you just did really good, you could get really far right away, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you don't have to feel like right right when you pick up the game, oh, I have to sink time into this before I can actually beat this boss or I can get through to the, the end of the game. It's kind of like if you're actually really good, you could just go through and beat it when your first try. If you're really good, it would be really difficult, <laughs> but you could do it. Um, yeah, so... Kind of on that, yeah, like a lot of the progression is... I, I like it's less even raw skill and a lot of it is just knowledge. Like knowing what certain enemies do, knowing how to take down certain bosses, knowing what the actual, like, weapons are and how to use them properly. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of it is just knowing the rules of the game and knowing how to manipulate them to your advantage. And so it's less, like, somewhat like Spelunky, for example, is just stupidly hard. And a lot of that is because... Because of, yeah, learning, you're learning how the game operates, but a lot of it is just because you have to have an insane level of, like, reflex and skill to actually get through there. But I like how... I, I'm definitely not, like, a bullet hell god by any means. It's not my best genre, but, like, I, I still... I got to, like, the fourth floor out of five, and I felt like that was... And that's cool. Like, I am not the best skill-based player at the game, but I feel like I started to learn enough about it and learn its mechanics that I could get to that point, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I played about an hour and a half. I played it on stream on Monday. Uh, it's also, don't want to forget to say, it's developed by Dodge Roll, and it was published by Devolver Digital, for those who don't know. Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the fact that I was, like, getting... A lot better at the game as i played it and i just kind of kept going and like you said you just you it, it is skill but it's also knowledge like you said it, the enemies they they shoot projectiles in certain patterns in certain ways and they mm -hmm. can move around the map in other ways and sometimes they if you don't know what they're going to do it's kind of hard to be good at the game until you've seen them attack you at least a couple times um i i liked some of the abilities i'm just going to name a couple that i got like i got these wings so then i was permanently floating through the air Ooh, and i could yeah. just float through over any gaps in the ground and just keep shooting you can still you do your dodge roll you like it doesn't hinder you in any way the only thing it does is basically makes it so you can't fall through any holes and that was just oh, i was nice. like damn this is nice this is like really nice and and then i ended up not finding hardly any spots that it was helpful so <laughs> that was fine <laughs> and then another thing i found was like an upgrade so i could when I did a dodge roll, it made like a like a row of fire behind where I would roll. Like my basically oh, the wow. the direction I rolled would leave like a trail of fire behind me, and I and it stayed burning forever. So I would just roll around a whole room and just like light the whole room on fire. <laughs> and I was like, this is sick. And uh, at the same time I got that, I also already had an upgrade that made me immune to fire. So I don't know if you can get hurt by your own fire or not. So that was one thing I was very that curious really about um, because I was like, was I just super lucky where I could just roll everywhere and run over my own fire and it didn't matter? Or is that normal? So mm -hmm. the little, little things like that, there's like, you know, the abilities or yeah, abilities you can activate and then you have your guns that you can use. You have your default one that has unlimited ammo and you have other weapons that have a certain set amount of ammo, but you can keep finding more ammo throughout the dungeon or the gungeon and uh and uh, keep using it on I found it was super helpful to have the if you find other guns those are helpful on bosses like your default guns going to do yeah, nothing yeah. 
and uh, I only made it through to the second floor in my hour and a half. I, I did it a couple times, but I never really made it through like two bosses in a row. I would, I've gotten to the second boss a couple times and that's about it for me. Um, but yeah, I really liked the game. I liked the art. I liked the music. I was getting down with that. And uh, um, yeah, I found it a good challenge. I don't know if I'm going to go back to it anymore. I think it did what I wanted it to do. And that was just, it really entertained me for an hour and a half. And I don't have a desire to beat it. Yeah, I would disagree on the sense of like, I, I'm definitely going back to this game. Like I'm still consistently, if I like am tired of one game or even just have like literally 20 minutes before work where I'm not doing mm. anything, I'm like, ah, screw it. I could get around a Gungeon and I'll play that <laughs> and then get pissed because I died from something. And then, <laughs> and like, yeah, I, I, it's, I like how short the rounds are where you can just go in. It's literally like 10 to 20 minutes on a good run for me and I could just get in there, get out, play a quick round, and I feel like I've done something and that's that's really fun. Which uh which character did you find you were using the most? I only used the pilot. I didn't try all of them, which kinda surprises mm. me because I usually like to try all before I like to stick with one. But I typically for who I am, I like to play one character with any game. Jesse knows that very well. <laughs> he was and always so. a hunter in Destiny. Never changed over all <laughs> yep. those years. All the years. <laughs> good taste. Um, but, uh, I also wanted to touch on the, how you can unlock, you get currency and you can like unlock abilities or some of the upgrades and stuff you can find in the dungeon. Um, like you were saying, you know, if you, if you buy these upgrades, you will now find them in the dungeon as you're exploring, right? That is very, um, I know this game came out before it came out in 2016 on PS4 and 2017 on Xbox one. Um, but, uh, the game called uh, the game Undermine. I don't remember developer when it came out exactly, but it's on Game Pass, and that game I've really enjoyed. And I played it a few months ago. I really enjoy that game, and it has a mix of permanent upgrades and that kind of system where you 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 can also purchase uh, with the same currency. You can purchase items that you will find in the dungeon as you go down floors. But it does have randomized rooms, has items. So if you like Enter the Gungeon. Or you're interested in that one i would also recommend undermine which is on, also on game pass and uh yeah that's all that's the last i have to say on that it's just they're both really good and uh yeah good times both can kill 20 minutes easily <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh so yeah moving on uh to the next thing on our list here uh I wanted to check in on metacritic because a few weeks back ziggy and i made our metacritics list for our predictions on games that we think are going to come out in 2021 this year and uh ziggy guessed for hitman 3 he gave it an 88 and i gave it an 81 so ziggy is definitely getting the point on this because metacritic is sitting at 87 oh wow. and just to just to clarify so that's very impressive good job ziggy congratulations thank you, you get the thank point you. first point on the, the board best. what can i say <laughs> the best there ever was um before I continue on this, though, I wanted to remember to say uh, we're going to use the PC score for any cross-platform games that are on PC um, moving forward. And then if it's an exclusive, obviously, it'll be the Xbox score or something like that. But I think the PC one is the fair one for us to go off of when it's across all platforms um, because you have the Xbox Series X. I have a PS5. Like, we don't have the other one, and mm -hmm. we both have a good PC. So we're just going to do it that way. Um but yeah, congratulations, Zig. That's awesome. You got the first point there. 
Yeah, I see you highlighted like that nicely. Say, <laughs> Speech. I, I just like to say I'm a, I'm a little disappointed because for a long while Hitman 3 was sitting at exactly 88, which was my prediction, and I was really hoping I'd get it right on the money, but... I made some I calls. Say? I made some calls. I <laughs> <laughs> made some calls to dip it down a point. <laughs> I made some um, threats to kidnap some kids. It wasn't a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. And it looks like... Unless a whole lot of people start reviewing the medium pretty damn well, looks like I'm gonna win that one too. So, what can I say? <laughs> Holy cow! Why did I give it that? Anyways, we'll we'll find that out in a little bit. You'll find that out next week. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so next on our on our uh, to do list here is uh, let's talk about the main topic of the show. Uh, should Xbox Live, mainly talking about the Xbox Live Gold. The, the multiplayer functionality and the PlayStation. Uh, I guess it's all in PlayStation Plus now. I should know this, but uh, I I think you can't play online now without having PS Plus as well. So yeah. should that be free? Uh, I've been giving this a lot of thought. Jesse, Zig, have you guys thought about this a decent amount? Yeah. 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 So this probably worth giving a bit of context in case you're out of the loop. Like this sort of came up because in the last week, Xbox made the announcement that they were doubling the price of Xbox Live mm -hmm. on a yearly basis and upping the monthly price to $11 instead of $10 US. I don't know how much it is Canadian. <laughs> um, but uh, which too much. I want to talk about a little bit too because I think it's fair to, like, the, the price of Xbox Live hasn't, raised in 10 years which is kind of bonkers but i also think doubling the yearly price is so like overkill on that end like i don't yeah. think that's okay but i think like raising it from like 9.99 to 10.99 is valid like inflation exists and it's been 10 years so it makes sense um and i'm glad that they listened and reverted it, it reverted it but it just is confusing that that happened in the first place to me. Like, mm -hmm. Xbox, who has had so much goodwill and shown so much, like, quote-unquote, consumer-friendly stuff to to pull a move like that is pretty weird. And I'm glad that they brought it back, and I'm doubly glad that they brought it back with the bonus of now you can play free-to-play games without uh, Xbox Live Gold, which yes. is great. Mm -hmm. It should have added that Super years nice. ago, to, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah you um, shouldn't have to pay 60-whatever dollars a month or no. a year uh, to be able to play a free-to-play game. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. If I'm 10 years old and I want to play Fortnite, which is not an attack on the Fortnite fan base, I'm just saying, like, wow, I, you hate I, them. and my mom doesn't want to, <laughs> and my mom doesn't want to like pay for my video games, you know. But I want to play with my friends. Like, yeah. I should be able to do that, you know. And I, I think I'm really glad that they finally did that. To be honest, I think it's they should have done that forever ago. But um, mm -hmm. in terms of should they be free, it's. It's, it's a really hard question because in a perfect world, yes. Like, it's it feels silly that as a console player, you have to pay for online when on PC you don't. And it's weird when there's just sort of like those two different precedents there. But at the same time, it definitely makes sense why you have to because, like, server upkeep is expensive. You know, it takes, it takes money to do that. But I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Like, it's... It's hard to try to think on both sides. For like, as a consumer, obviously I want it to be free. Like, if everything could be free, that would be great, you know. Um, and it sucks having to pay money each month just to play with my friends. Like, that's sort of strange. 
Um, it is when you have but, a PC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah, that's that's what's strange to me is because, yeah, but um, but but it, I don't know if it would actually be sustainable or like viable for Xbox or PlayStation to remove that price tag entirely. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of my stand. <laughs> like I I wish it was, but I don't know if that's actually possible in the sense. I, I suppose now that Game Pass is becoming a thing and there's been obviously rumblings of Sony having some sort of answer to that soon, um, if this, that sort of price of upkeep sort of gets shifted into the price for Game Pass and all of that, where they do take away the price of multiplayer for everybody, but that price just sort of gets lumped in. Or how do I explain this? Basically, that the cost it takes to upkeep servers is paid for through Game Pass or through mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. Um, like PS Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> like whatever its successor is, or if they just keep using that. Um, so they just sort of use other subscriptions that make more sense than paying for something that, quite frankly, should be free to, um, to keep their to to make it sustainable of having these servers. And also, I honestly think. $60 a year is just a lot. Like, I kind of wish they could both be on the Nintendo side of $20 yeah, but... a year. Which, frankly, Nintendo's is $20 a year because it fucking sucks. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, to be totally honest, there's a reason why it's cheap. But I feel like $20 a year is a much fairer price for a simple feature like playing online. And I also really disagree with lumping in other features on that. Like, Nintendo and Sony both have it where you need to pay for the premium service just to use like cloud saves and stuff like that, which really should be basic features. Um, and, I, and I definitely don't think that's okay. I think those should be free, um, which, yeah. Anyways, leave it on to you guys. I've talked for a, for a while about all this. <laughs> all right, Jess, you're next. Let, let, let's get your opinions on this. Right away, I'll give an answer right off the bat. I think multiplayer should never cost money to play like connect like if you want to play a game and i have the game too <laughs> and there is multiplayer in the game we should be able to connect and play that game together and that shouldn't be an additional cost i see that xbox you know it costs money to have the servers i think they are fully capable of thinking of a better creative way to get that income regularly to sustain the servers without charging people specifically for playing multiplayer like for instance the free games with gold I think that's a great incentive for someone who has money to pay and then get something out of it. They could do more with that. But if the base of not paying for gold still gave you multiplayer, you can connect and play, but you didn't get anything else. That's just like PC. Like you can connect and play and that's all free. But if you want free games every week or every month, pay for gold. And if you get extra cosmetics for certain games like Twitch Prime, or they, yeah, they give extra features or something. They could be totally more creative on incentivizing people who do have the money to add a little bit of extra per month. They pay per month, and they get a lot of nice bonuses and features to it, and they could make enough money to sustain it without the poor little kid who wants to play with his friend who doesn't have a credit card and just wants to play matchmaking could actually do that. Mm-hmm. Or, for instance, a game like Destiny 1. I remember when I didn't want to have gold for some reason at that time. I don't know why it was... But on Xbox, I couldn't even launch Destiny because it's an online-only game. It wouldn't even let me play the game I own. But on PlayStation, at the same year, same time, on PlayStation 4, I could play the Destiny 
and do all offline stuff other than matchmaking. So I couldn't do strikes, but I could be in open world, jumping around, shooting things, and playing mm -hmm. the game that I own. And, the and I was thinking, yeah. that makes perfect sense. As soon as it was a matchmaking thing, they were saying, no, you can't because you don't have PA or play whatever it is, PlayStation Plus. Yeah. But even that, I would say in a, in a better world, I think they could find other ways to incentivize people to play for Xbox Gold. But Xbox in general, it's like connect online and you can play with friends online. That should make sense. No extra money. If you want to pay money, you get bonuses. You get incentive. Um. But yeah, doubling the price, I definitely don't agree with that, like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I... I, I or sorry, I think, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying of having just simply playing with somebody shouldn't cost money. Um, and that sort of goes into, I think, what I was saying about, like, Game Pass covering that cost of servers and stuff. And yeah, I really, I really agree. A, Microsoft is a insanely rich company like they can afford <laughs> yeah. to upkeep those servers without charging people for it and b yeah they should be able to find a more creative revenue model than just paying making people pay for basic features yeah especially when some games like you were saying destiny when i played that in probably 2015 or something i also didn't have gold and i could play what you're saying like on ps4 where you can do like story missions and all that stuff you just can't match make um, but that, yeah, that's really shitty that you couldn't even do that, that you couldn't do any of that at launch. Yeah. That, that definitely shouldn't be a thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, totally agree. It just basic features should be free. <laughs> Anyways, Nick. Yeah. If I can say something, um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we, I think that, uh, it's, I don't think it should be free to get all the stuff that is currently in Xbox gold. Yeah. You get your voice chat, you get your games with gold which personally i don't care about any of them i've never felt like i missed out and i don't even have an xbox right yeah, now but but i know some people appreciate it and that's cool that's fine um but like you said jess i think they i think microsoft can clearly think of a more creative way i think that they already are going to merge it with game pass i don't think that's a really a much of a question i think that's pretty clear they're going to do that and i personally think that that is very much why they were increasing the price of gold is to start to make the people go oh but if i just pay like another dollar more or whatever it ends up being or if i want to convert all my months of xbox gold i can now move those months into game pass and i can keep game pass and i'll get gold and i'll have all these games i think this is more about trying to go we have so many millions of people with gold right now and you know we're getting up there with game pass but it's not quite at that level let's start to move these numbers over to this side and do that and then we can axe gold after because we can't just cut gold from all these millions of people who are using it right now. And I think that's what this was all about. And then they were, I'm sure some higher up people were like, nah, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And then it, they tried it and they went, nope, definitely not working. We're going back on it. Let's see what else we can do. And I'm sure we'll hear about that in the next few months or so. They'll yeah. do something else. But uh, I think that I think that, like you said, just to be able to play with each other. Because, yeah, like on Steam, if I was to play a game with you, we'd have to be using the in-game chat unless we use Discord or we use something else, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, if Xbox wants to go, hey, you can connect with each other and be playing the game. You can emote, do your little dance moves and whatever <laughs> together. Uh, you can do that. But if you want to talk to each other, you have to use in-game chat. Or if you want to play, pay a bit more, you either get Game Pass or you pay a another somehow mid-tier which xbox seems to love to do with all these little tiers of different things and maybe you get the chat and you get 
games with gold for people who just want that they don't need their library of games they just want games that they own because that's the other thing games with gold you get to own them forever right it's not like ps plus where you own the game until you stop having ps plus it actually it is like that you need what? to keep subscribing to play it yeah i don't believe that's true i am i as someone who had on and off had xbox live gold a lot no, during high school same I but my high school was longer yeah. ago so it could be different now but i know yeah. i was able to I would know for a fact I was able to play my Xbox Gold Live Gold games when I didn't have the service. So I don't yeah, know if they've changed, changed it, it, but wow, I yeah, because I remember it used to be you. I just got I'm some free games and then I stopped having the gold, and I was like, awesome! I still have Assassin's Creed, whatever number it was. <laughs> but yeah, I remember there was a couple games I wanted to play when my gold ran out. That I was like, what? I don't get this forever, and I was kind of annoyed by that. Yeah, that's brutal. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I agree with oh, a lot of what you're oh, saying, Nick. Okay, here we go. Yep, it's been updated. Okay. So it looks like Xbox One games, which was after I had an Xbox, like I got rid of my Xbox right. One back when that was out. Xbox One games are yours to play as long as you have an active gold membership, and Xbox 360 games are yours to keep. So I had 360 games wow. back at that time. So yeah. that, so okay, that's interesting. Now we've clarified. That's good to know. <laughs> interesting yeah i had no idea yeah wild it's funny you can really tell they've just kind of stopped putting effort into games with gold at this point mm -hmm. like when you look at the games they have month by month most of them are already on game pass or just like nothing oh, <laughs> or they've made it totally honest dude, or they've made like, a deal to be on ps plus yeah. It, yeah it's like if you walked into an eb games and you see that bin of games that are for five bucks <laughs> exactly. those are the games no, you will exactly. get yeah mm -hmm. And even in those Which, I mean, bins, even in those bins at EB Games, you do find a nice, nice game from time to time. I'm not saying they're all trash, but it is the same deal. As you look in the bin, you have to dig deep to find <laughs> something that's maybe half decent for the price. But, but yeah, when the game's only or the bin is only two games deep, it's hard to find a good one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the time, it's just like weird licensed games or like sports games I've never heard of. Oh man. <laughs> just stuff like that. Um, but. But yeah, I it's definitely disappointing to see Xbox do this. <laughs> like when, like I said, they have been on such a good streak with Game Pass with all this stuff. And I think um, they still are now that they backtracked and they gave the they have, free games for but free basically. At least for me, there's a little bit of like a mistrust. At least when they say this sort of stuff, like oh well, how long is that actually going to last? Like I have a little bit more of a feeling now that they could just pull the carpet out from under my feet with all this stuff where with like raising the price or taking away features and stuff like that. And I can't say if they will or not, like they clearly do have the ability to listen to people with this stuff and hopefully they continue to do that. But it makes me, it makes me nervous of mm. the future and the fact that they could potentially do that when it wasn't something that I was as worried about before. Right. That's fair. Um, so next on my dock here, I I put down that this year is the Zelda's or the Legend of Zelda's 35th anniversary. Me being huge Zelda fan, got the Majora's Mask shirt, we got the Ocarina of Time <laughs> background here. I I I love Zelda so much. Uh, I just was like, I have to put this in today. I just want to talk about Zelda for a little bit. So humor me for a moment. Um, uh, other than Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 possibly coming out this year, what would you guys want from a Zelda anniversary? Uh, being this year you know do you want remakes do you want a remaster do you want 
like when I say remake, I'm thinking more like akin to um the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on the on the Switch that they did recently, where it went from total Game Boy Color game or Game Boy game to to the Switch, right? Um mm-hmm. or do you want a remaster where it's more like the Zelda Wind Waker HD remaster, right? Um you know, do you want DLC in other games like a you know Zelda DLC in Mario Kart Eight, you know, or something like that? What kind or in Mar- Mario Odyssey? You know, what do, would you want to see in a Zelda focused year? As we just ended Mario's thirty fifth anniversary, I think, right? Or was it? Yeah, or lame. Golden? Yeah, and it didn't really I think impress Mario me. Mario disappears on the thirty first. That's when Mario <laughs> canonically dies. Yeah, no. So March thirty first. Looks like there's a Mario themed update for Animal Crossing coming out, but back to zelda what would you guys be excited to see uh that's zelda related yeah or would, is there anything oh, i know i, I okay just go ahead here. right off the yeah, bat so i would i would be so overjoyed uh, oracle of ages and seas is coming to switch it would be oh. beautiful nice little hd retexture throw it in there uh, over on the top like obviously this would never happen but let's say it for the fun and you guys can dream about it tonight and have a great dream they make it look like the toy Link, like the Link's Awakening remaster they did for Switch. Like the cute little yeah. one, yeah. but they do Oracle Ages and see that it'd be beautiful games. Like, oh, I'd totally this package, spend, I don't care. I'd spend, I don't know, I'd spend 100 bucks on that. I don't care. Yeah. I would just love that. That would be amazing. <laughs> and that would just be perfect for a Legend of Zelda celebration. It's never going to happen. What I would love that's more but, realistic no, is a fat old trailer slash gameplay glimpses of uh breath of the wild too i just mm, want a fat does. long trailer with some gameplay <laughs> a fat long trailer <laughs> yeah i mean i want to know what that game actually is like i was talking about this with my mm-hmm. partner the other day of like i'm still very interested and excited but we still don't know if this game is open world or not like Oof, we can yeah. kind of make assumptions based on the first game but Really, all we know is that it's using the same engine and a lot of the same assets mm-hmm. as the first one, and it could be anything. So I <laughs> I want to know what that game is. Yeah, how are they going to go bigger and better? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, because you always want to do to that. Live up to. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. It's really the only thing they can do better with, in Breath of the Wild is the story and dungeons. Uh, I agree. And what that's, you do in between I, I is they, nailed. I hope that they use the similar mechanics of like you know, with the different abilities that you all get at the start and stuff like that, um, and, like, that engine world, and that game introduced a lot of really, really cool lore to the series, and I hope that they sort of take all that and then make a game that's less, like, go anywhere, do everything, because that's already been done by mm-hmm. the first Breath of the Wild, and make something that is more story-focused and a little bit more linear of a story that they're trying to tell in that world mm-hmm. as opposed to the first game's open-ended nature, because I think if they try to do that again... It'll be a mixture of, like, A, we've already seen this, and, like, it's cool, this is a great game still, but, like, we've seen this before, and it won't be as exciting as the first one. Mm-hmm. And B, like, I think trying to get that lightning in a bottle twice will just be really, really difficult for them. I hope that they just sort of take a new direction. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I... Also, I hope Zelda is playable. Go ahead, go ahead. That's my last thing. I really want Zelda to be playable. I've been asking for this uh, like, yeah. <laughs> since I first got introduced to the series. I'm tired of her never being a proper character, and the trailer kind of seemed like she could be. Anyways, Jesse, continue. Oh, no, I, I said that was it. So basically yeah. the remaster okay. or the trailer, fat trailer, or both. Yeah, okay. let's go for um, both. <laughs> then I've, I've got a couple ideas then sitting on... Sitting yep. in the old noggin. Um, Crack that the egg. first one, 
the first one, kind of talked about this last episode. I really want to see Skyward Sword on Switch. I really want to see an HD, like, I want them to really sort of rework the controls of that game and make it work better than it did on the Wii because I think while I said I really liked the idea of the controls, I think technically they don't always work super great because the Wii was just, I mean, it's 2007 hardware. It's hard to do that great on that sort of thing. Um, but I think, yeah, if they remastered those controls, HD textures and all that, A, it would look gorgeous, and B, I think it would be what the game needs to be. That said, that's never going to happen. <laughs> like with Jesse's idea, <laughs> yeah, right. I, think, I think there's not ne- not nearly enough people love that game enough um, for that to happen. Um, and the other one I want to see, I, there, I remember seeing in the, like, sort of, conceptual phase of breath of the wild that when they were prototyping levels they sort of put it all into like the zelda one engine where it was like top-down pixel art for them to sort of figure out like how the world looked and i remember seeing that going oh that's really really cool and Hmm. i would love to see sort of a breath of the wild d make in that style that would be crazy map and everything and it has those like similar mechanics but in that like nes snes style of like 8-bit visuals mm. and all that like taking the breath of wild tracks and like condensing them down into right. yeah like nes sounding music i think that would be really really interesting that'd be really um, cool I, I would love to see that would you want it to have the screens where you go to the edge and then it just <laughs> slides over yeah totally yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely that that'd be really really um do you have any other ones any other wishes for this year i think those are the two big ones um i would like to also i've been kind of guessing this for a while but i feel like a breath of the wild character in smash would be cool like one of the champions or something like that or maybe all four champions like pokemon trainer style um i think that would be really neat just because i don't know i think i think it would make sense with what yeah, it would be doing. really cool but mm-hmm. that's a, about it for me i think a korok who just throws his little gold poops <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah for me i when i think of this year i actually don't think so a i don't think jesse's idea of um oracle of ages and seasons with uh, running on the engine of Link's awakening which was the original like all three of those games were on the same like engine yeah. for the game boy i don't think that's actually that crazy um i think that's very likely to happen maybe not this year but if it doesn't happen this year i'm i'm sure they're thinking of it um and the fact that they could sell it as two games for 90 bucks each or more <laughs> you know the, like the fact that they could do that and that jesse and i could both say buy one play through then oh. send our codes to each other swap the games and then you continue yes. on that playthrough because it continues your name and like that was something that was so cool about those Zelda games was the fact that there were items on each game that you could only get if that was your second playthrough or if that was yeah. the second game you played basically so I can't remember which one, but I know one of them, you could get the big Oron sword, which you can get in Ocarina of Time, but you could get that in the top down, and it's just like a really long sword you could swing around, and you only could get that for whatever reason if you had beaten one of the previous game before, or the other game before it, and then taken your save over. And I just think like stuff like that was cool. That was the only way to get like max hearts too, was to get the heart pieces in the one game and then get them in the other game. I I would love to see that even more than Link's Awakening. So I really hope that comes true. And Ziggy, your idea of of Skyward Sword coming to Switch and having the better motion controls, 
like it might not be my number one but i still think that that would be really cool to have like better controls with the sword having better controls for the thing i would actually really love it if they included a boss rush mode with it so you could purely just play yeah. the bosses and get to do all the little motion, like all the, use all the yeah. items, use the different, you know, the whip on that robot or the weird like statue boss and rip the arms and legs off and then slice. Like I, I would have a blast doing a boss rush mode, but I don't want to sit through two hours of tutorials. But I do think that that's very possible <laughs> too. Um, for and my I think with I forgot the other part. What I was thinking about that is, um, like with, with the Wind Waker HD. Um, like re-release they sort of cleaned up the pacing of that game a lot where they took out some really lengthy like boring sections sort of reworked some stuff and i think they absolutely could and should do that for skyward sword if they do a uh, like remaster where in that opening bit on skyloft god so much of that could just be cut like mm -hmm. so much of that is unnecessary tutorial and throughout the whole game like there's a lot that they could really just take some shears and like go through add new content if they wish they don't even really have to i think the game is lengthy enough as is um but yeah i think i think a lot of the pacing could be cleaned up just by kind of yeah getting rid of some of that tutorial taking some shears to it at the same time though i think there is just a lot of revisiting zones and there isn't a ton that they can do about that um but but yeah i think a lot of my criticisms of that game despite it being my 50th favorite game of all time could be addressed in a remaster yeah i remember the one thing that really got me back when i did really like the game was when you do your second playthrough and it's like the heroic mode hero mode or something like that right where it's like the harder difficulty hearts don't grow on flowers anymore things like that you have to use more potions um i remember being disappointed that i couldn't skip the, the tutorial at the beginning and i couldn't skip cutscenes that i wanted to skip later on yeah. in the story and i think even if they just added that that would be a huge improvement um but having that for your first playthrough also, just having those options to just include it for both. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, when you, if you're like, oh, I want a good challenge, I want to go through the game and try not to lose as many hearts or, you know, be careful about damage I'm taking, use my shield more and parrying and stuff. Because that was the first game that kind of added that in a really good way. Um, yeah, if you want to do that, you have to sit through so much crap <laughs> if you want to just skip through the dialogue and you don't care about the story on that second Seriously. playthrough. Um, but yeah, for my, uh, what I'm hoping uh, will happen though is uh as i was just saying like i totally think what you guys are saying could come true but for me i really want to see a just like they did with the mario 35th anniversary and they had the three mario games they had mario galaxy they had mario sunshine and mario 64 i want to see zelda ocarina of time uh they kind of did one from each console so i'm just gonna say that like i don't think it, even though i would like other games i'm going to say it would probably be like ocarina of time you'd probably get Wind Waker and Skyward Sword is what I would say. And that would be Princess? like Princess not Twilight Princess? What? I would like I don't think so, but maybe. <laughs> I I don't think so. I think you'd get Wind Waker and you get um Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess, or you'd get Wind Waker, Ocarina of Time, and Skyward Sword. Depends on whether or not they're making it. But I do want a collection. I think uh uh HD collection would be ideal and who knows maybe you'll just get awesome. <laughs> maybe because they already have Twilight Princess and Wind Waker already remade in HD for the Wii U maybe they'll just put those mm -hmm. two and they'll have Skyward Sword added in and that'll be it right maybe they don't do Ocarina of mm -hmm. Time because that's remade on the 3DS but um I would like to see Ocarina of Time I want to have a reason to play it again I just don't want to pull up my 3DS to play it so that's kind of my hope that's what mm -hmm. I would really like to see um just that 3DS version but in 
1080p on my Switch. That'd be fantastic to me. That game actually looks really good. Um, and then beyond that, I think it would be really cool whether Breath of the Wild 2 comes out this year or not, leading up to the fact that it will come out at some point and leading up to it, it would be cool to see some DLC go into Breath of the Wild 1 for it. Like stuff that could kind yeah. of tease you, you know, maybe you're like, oh, there's a crack in the earth here and like they added this free DLC and now you can go check out one dungeon or one little thing and you can get one item from it and it just kind of enhances yeah. your experience nice for do that. the world. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Maybe it's like a jet powered hang glider. So now when you're flying, you can like put on a boost and you have a certain <laughs> amount of <laughs> launch through the air like the speedrunners. So <laughs> I don't know. That'd, that'd be, be so that'd cool. be awesome. Um, yeah, I think definitely sort of an epilogue to like tie the story in from the first game to the second game would be really, really smart. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I would want. Um, let's move right into our 49th favorite game, Zig. Uh, awesome. We started this last week, our top 50 games of all time. We're going to do one a week leading up to the end of the year. So this week we're on number 49. Ziggy? Oh, actually, before I start with you, Jess, did you want to include your number forty nine today, or no? Did I I'm skip all good. I don't. I don't really oh, yeah. have a forty ninth. <laughs> That's okay. I just wanted okay. to check before I before I go. go I'll join in at the thirties. In the thirties. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll join in on the ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so Ziggy, why don't you start with your number forty nine? All right. Um. So my forty ninth game all time this is where i start to get into the weird shit uh mine is the i have no mouth that i must scream the um the 90s adventure game version the adaptation of the classic short story um so i think a the idea of adapting literature into a video game is kind of bonkers and has been tried has it even been tried a couple times i can't think of any good examples other than this game and like, there's definitely been movie adaptations into games. Most of them are bad. Most of the time, adapt, like, adapting something into a game sucks. But with this... Actually, no, I can't think of one other. Um, but I, I'm, anyways, I'm already getting sidetracked. The I think the one surefire way to make sure you get a good adaptation is when the original creator adapts it. Where um, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream is a classic sci-fi short story um, about a... A maniacal AI that basically destroys much of the planet and then keeps like three or four people alive perpetually and just sort of tortures them forever. It's really bleak. It's one of my favorite show stories. I really love it. <laughs> and they basically take that concept and then really expand it into this really bizarre and horrifying um, like adventure game. And it's weird. It is so weird. It's, it's kind of a hard game to talk about without just like explaining why the whole story is brilliant but the original author of the short story wrote this game and made this game and actually voice acts in the game too he's like oh, cool. an award-winning actor i believe yeah nice um and it just does so many really really interesting things of like storytelling through gameplay and all these things it's i would consider it one of the like great 90s adventure games up with all like the tim schafer games and stuff like that um I think it is incredible and doesn't get enough acknowledgement for what it is. But because most of why it's good is just the story, and I don't want to just sit here and explain the whole story to you guys, <laughs> um, I will just kind of leave it at that. You should check it out if you're interested. If it's on GOG, I believe, or just read the short story because it's a lot shorter than going through a whole, like, very obtuse 
um, 90s adventure games. It has a lot of that bullshit in it of, like, weird puzzles that make no sense. Um, so is it more but, of, like, a puzzle game, then? Like, more focused on... Yeah, it's, it's like Monkey Island or something oh, okay, like gotcha, that, yeah. where it's point-and-click, like, solving puzzles, that sort of thing. Um, and... But I think the weird obtuseness of it works so much better for a game with this tone where it is bleak and strange and like kind of laborious like from a story perspective to kind of make you do all these weird like obtuse things um but yeah definitely a game worth checking out if you're into dark and or weird stories um and yeah i mean and the, the original story too like this isn't video games but it's a really really great short story there's like pdfs of it online it's one of the major inspirations for like 2001 i think or maybe there's sort of inspirations for each other but it's it uses the whole like now kind of tropey like villainous ai killing people thing to a really 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 cool effect um and yeah nick what's yours yeah um speaking of point and click uh my number 49 is leisure suit larry no i'm just joking um it's uh <laughs> my, my my number 49 is uh far cry 3 actually um i just like to say i really wish you were being serious earlier that would have made me so happy <laughs> i do like that game but no it's not in my top 50 um uh yeah far cry 3 is my uh only far cry game that i would even uh put on as like uh, one of my favorites right or even as one that i like um i want to like far cry but really three is the only one that i played that really sunk like really got me and jesse knows this story better than anyone but <laughs> when we were younger like and i and i played this game i remember i played through and beat it over a couple of days or a weekend basically and i it was like all i did that time at that time i didn't hang out with friends or nothing so i was really sunk into this game and uh being someone who didn't play many mature games and stuff too it was very much like okay focused on insanity and like you know you're killing guys and whatever you know it's just pretty normal for nowadays but for me at that time i was like very like getting into it clearing out these camps okay you're this guy who like you're just partying and then you get stuck on this island then you kill a guy by accident and just like the the voice acting and the animations really regardless of how they're compared right now at that time for me it was like top the top level i see your character and he's like shake his hands are shaking after he stabs the guy that's trying to attack him he's like oh like oh shit like i just killed this guy like oh like what have i done kind of thing and he's you're playing this character and you're just talking to other people and you're learning about what this island and you're trying to get voss the main villain and you're and, and just as you go through and then you get to the end and you have a choice to kill your girlfriend or not and I remember I chose to do it for some reason. And I remember having nightmares or just like having, not nightmares, but like, you know when you can't sleep and you're just kind of tossing and turning yeah. and you're like, think about the decision. And I remember feeling so sick in my stomach. Like, I did it. I, I killed my girlfriend. Like, I, I did this thing. I did it in real life. Like, I can't believe I did this. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, <laughs> when I think back to it now, I laugh. Like, I just can't believe I felt this way. But it really got me. So I had to put this on my top 50 list because a, I loved it, and it was the first game to use this kind of engine. Like four copied it a lot, and and um, I guess is there a far? Yeah, Far Cry Five is, is was again on the same sort of engine. They like updated. I totally <laughs> yeah. forgot about Five, but four and the fact five that you were, had to yeah. think of if it existed. Well, I'm like, so I know Six is next, really but what was Five? I was like, I know Six is is a thing, but what was Five? Yeah. yeah so, um, but yeah, Three was like that first one that made me go, okay, cool. You can climb stuff. You can 
hang glide across this island you can clear out camps and it had a lot of like upgrades and rpg elements that like kind of first introduced me to that stuff and so for me that's my number 49 i don't have much else to say other than yeah it was a game that really got me back then and i really enjoyed it so it, it also had a map creator you could create oh yeah missions. that's right i remember <laughs> me and my buddies would dive right into that. i had some late nights <laughs> making some shenanigans out of that game. And that was awesome. <laughs> but like you're saying with the experience of the campaign, I had a similar one where I played it throughout a week or two and I didn't play anything else. I didn't play any Halo, which at the time that was like me and high school friends, we'd just play Halo. So it was weird of me not to play. I was so sucked into that story. It really immersed you into it. And I remember tearing up at the end. Like I was like so emotionally involved and I finished it and I was like, wanting to go downstairs and talk to mom and dad about it because i was like that was such a good story <laughs> such a good story and then i'm like oh yeah it's a video game it wasn't a book so they don't care and i was like damn right. I, like i wish i could share this with more people but not everyone plays games and mm -hmm. would play that game but yeah it was like such a good story going through it and had so many twists and turns that like just gave me goosebumps and it was yeah it was probably one of my first experiences of playing a video game where it sucked me in like a like a novel would i guess and like really get you into the story and felt like it really had evolved so yeah yeah that's well put game. yeah if anyone's ever interested in far cry 3 and they want a similar experience to me and jesse just yeah. don't play anything else don't don't look at anything else just play this game straight through beginning to end focus on story <laughs> missions and Seriously, see, what, yeah. see what happens <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah yeah I just recently, it's funny you bring this game up because like last week or something, the like the the live action short film that they made oh. it <laughs> popped up in my YouTube feed and I was watching that. Oh, so and man. like that that's so awesome too. Or it has like like yeah, the the Voss's voice actor <laughs> playing in that and like torturing the guy and it's like that weird like you kind of feel sick to your stomach, but you're also laughing because it's like well written comedy, but also just like uh like kind of <laughs> disturbing. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's a, yeah. So that's my number forty nine. Um, let's go awesome. right into the last part here. Our game club game for next week. I already spoiled it. It's the medium came out yesterday uh, of the time of recording. This will come out on Sunday, so there'll be a few days at this point. So this coming uh, ep the next episode, episode twenty three, we will be giving our impressions on the medium. I will be streaming it and playing it more this coming week. Uh, Zig, do you have any like you know couple sentences, just first initial thoughts on it? I haven't played it at all. I was Oh, I thought I you did. For some reason until... I thought you did. Oh. No, no. I I I opened it up and was like cuz I wanted to start playing. I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, I'll wait till next week. I want it like I want it to be super fresh in my mind." But I'm excited about this game. The reviews for it have been interesting to me mm -hmm. because they're legitimately all across the board. Like I've seen 6s and I've seen 9s from different places. So, it definitely seems like it's maybe a bit of an acquired taste. So, I'm interested to see like if it will click for me or not i really i really hope it does because i'm i'm really interested in the story it's trying to tell yeah i hope it does for you too um i'd say for me i'm leaning more on the six side of things for i've only played an hour so that's oh, all no. i'll say on that um yeah. i'm hoping it really picks up for me and i enjoy it more uh last i'll say on this is currently so our predictions for the metacritic score for it uh, mine was a 91 for some reason. That's really high, <laughs> and I do not think I'm going to win on that one. Um, and then uh, Ziggy's is at a 79, which I actually think will end up being too high too, but we'll see. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's about it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. And uh, if you want to follow any of us, check out the links below. 
uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Keep pinking that screen, as Ziggy says. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. See ya.